Hello, and welcome back to the Into the Borough podcast here on the TBR Media Network. I'm Ren, your current host for Black History Month and the content manager here at TBR Media. Today is one part of a two-part series this month with two guests that you may remember from last year featured during Black History Month. Before I introduce our guest, I always want to preface that we are voice in the Black community, not the voice of the entire community, and we are here speaking from our perspective, and not everyone will resonate with that, but I hope you're able to take something away from it. The theme for this year's Black History Month on our podcast is how Black filmmakers, writers, creators, etc. have influenced the way you see the world and are received by the world. In part one, we'll talk about what Black creators influenced how you see the world, who made you feel seen, or somebody who showed you what the world would feel like and look like for you as a person of color. What films and TV shows by Black directors and writers have influenced the way you see the world. We'll also talk about Wakanda Forever and how the film felt for us, as well as what Chadwick's legacy means to us. We'll be taking a moment to give recognition to Black creators who have built their career up and are finally receiving those awards that they are so well deserving of, as well as looking into the future generations and the different adaptations they're getting with different representations of Black princesses, superheroes, and all of the such. Our guest on today's podcast is Snooze Douglas and Michael Opalafe. Snooze, tell us a little bit about yourself. There's not really much to me. I'm kind of a simple guy. I'm a father of one to Salem. Um, I'm 23 years old. I'm a software engineer at a company called Sun Power that's based out in California. Uh, I'm a gamer and I work out. That's pretty much it about me. Oh, we absolutely love that. A software engineer. That's so interesting. Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> I am a cybersecurity analyst for Boys Town. Uh, I like to play video games. All I do is really play video games. I am not a father, thank God. And uh, yeah. Okay, we love to hear it. I like that you both um, play video games. Yes, ma'am. Um, so if you guys don't remember, they were here last year, except I did two separate podcasts with them. But this year we're doing it together. Um, how did Best you guys beats. meet? <laughs> I'll let you take um, it, Mike. Let's see. The first time I ever met Snooze, we was playing flag football. And Snooze was on the opposite team. I'm not going to lie. We did not like Snooze. Like, the first impression is we don't like this dude. They didn't. Hey, he definitely, first off, they cheated because they shouldn't even been playing. They were freshmen on the football team. So y'all wasn't even supposed to be on the field. That's number one. That's not my problem. I just came to play. Number two, this man out here giving people concussions. So we Ooh. lost the player. Buddy. I don't remember this. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. Man. But then we later on rendezvoused again because he came to uh to the room and he wanted to play Madden. And this man decided to break up with his current girlfriend right in front of us <laughs> to play Madden. And at that moment, we loved Snooze. <laughs> he chose yeah, to play Madden. Uh... Then to hang out with his girlfriend, and ever since then we knew that this is a relationship that's going to take off. She was she was tripping though, like she she was I, tripping. 
she was, she was make, trying to make me granted i did have her car but like she was trying to make me turn the game off and drive to her house like, you could wait i was young you could wait i'm busy man we was busy and he said, but you I know what? I'm going to break up with her. Anyway. her. That man left and came back with all his stuff literally in an hour. I had planned to do this already, though. This was just my final reason. That's... Like the straw that broke the camel's back. That's crazy. You know, I actually did not know how you guys met. I was just like, oh, they went to college together and they're just friends. I didn't have no clue who they were for the longest. I don't. Part of me don't even remember most of that flag football game. But, like, all of our friends remember that night but me, for real. I just remember winning. That's all. Of course you remember. <laughs> <laughs> of course that's all he remembers. That's so funny. Um. Well, I know that I know both of you just are, like, Destiny and Cam. So, mm-hmm. you know, pretty basic. Okay. Well, I think we have a pretty cool show planned today. So let's just get into it. Um, I, I'm just going to start off. What films and TV shows by black directors or writers have influenced the way that you see the world? You ever seen the new Black Panther movie? <laughs> I have. And there I'm you sorry. go. That, that, that is the number one influence, especially because my father is Nigerian. So hearing a lot of the African accent. Now, some of it was definitely like white water trash. Like, I ain't going to cap. It wasn't that great. But like corny. It was a little corny, but some some of it was really good. I mean, that they, they actually True. really portrayed it very well in my mind, and I can hear some of the authentic Nigerian accents, and they got all the jewelry and dancing correct. So yeah. it was just, I mean, it's a really, it, it makes me believe that the world is moving in a positive direction on being more inclusive. Yeah. I mean, that's directed by Ryan Coogler, who actually um, wrote the comics as well um, for Black Panther, like the newer age one. So that's mm. super... It's so cool just to get to see that. Um, I actually saw Wakanda Forever at um, the Alamo. And um, if you've ever been to the Alamo, they do like pre-shows if you get there early. And I do because I like the food at the Alamo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They have great food. And they did a pre-show and it was just like an an intricate like interview with Ryan Coogler. And they were kind of going over like the history of like Namor and stuff like that. It was super cool. And like... I'm, like, not a super big comic book, like, nerd, and so it was super cool to just see the writing and the work that he put into that to build up to, like, Wakanda Forever. Is there another movie, show, game? For me, I I got uh, The Chappelle Show by Dave Chappelle. Okay. Um, (laughs) The reason why I I picked this show is because um, it really just kind of, like, let me see the humor throughout life, even in <laughs> even in some of like those messed up situations. Some of the most messed up situations too. It's always like giving me a chance to see the bright side of things, and then mm-hmm. just like learning the history to why it ended in all of that with the Dave Chappelle leaving Comedy Central. That kind of like just it inspires me and motivates me to continue to stay true to myself, no matter like what. Like, there's no price for the authentic me, basically. So just try to keep it real. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I love that. I think for me, um, I think a lot of Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. 
He's absolutely, um, I just recently on Netflix, they had Wendell and Wild. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that. I never heard of it. Me either. Oh my, yeah, it didn't get a lot of advertisement the way that it should have. Um, but it is on Netflix. It's super good. It's got Key and Peel in it, um, as characters. Okay. It's, yeah, no, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I think of that movie and it's such an, it's like such a story. It talks about like foster care and the way that like, um, a lot of like foster care is just routed towards like getting ch- like children of color and like black kids that are in foster care, routing them towards, um, mm-hmm. like prison. That's basically like what it is. Like, yeah. um, and it just kind of talks about like that, um, a lot of the poverty that goes on, um, just that like institutionalized, like, racism that we have and it's centered around this like um like black character that like lost her parents oh it's absolutely fantastic and it's like stop motion so super cool you should check it out if you have it i might have to check it out i like uh jordan and keys like i like their work ever since the key and pill show like it actually is pretty cool I didn't that's like. Okay. endorsed him. That's why you like him so much. See, <laughs> bro, they show was funny. To be I honest, mean, it was. It is kind of like it's just not as funny as Dave Chappelle. Sh- yeah, but Dave Chappelle was a lot more harsh with his humor. That's why it was more funny. I mean, yeah, that's what makes him who he is. Is his humor is out of pocket, but out of pocket in a funny way. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, what do you guys feel about like Spike Lee? Are you guys Spike Lee fans? Um, no, I don't know who that is. I'm, like Rock Lee from like no, he's a director. Naruto? He's a director. He's a director. Yeah. Spike, oh. I only know oh. about Spike Lee because oh, of sports. MCU? That's only. Oh I don't wait, think Spike Lee does it. Stanley. <laughs> yeah, Spike Lee. Spike Lee is a director. Yeah, I never really watched much of his movies. I just know him because you'll see him like at all the Knicks games. That's how I know yeah. Spike Lee. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, he was the director of The Black Klansman, if you're I familiar. Seen that. that came out I've in heard 2018. Of that, though. Yeah. Um, uh, what else did he do? He's done a lot of things. Like, I just try to think of that. Um, what I'll else did he do? Look up some of his movies real quick. I just did. Uh, he was in the Malcolm known- X movie. Yeah he, yeah, he directed that. Now, have you seen that movie? That movie's kind of harsh, but when they killed Malcolm in that movie, they really gunned him down. Yeah, no, Spike Lee's definitely, like, um, he's the forefront for, like, directors and stuff like Jordan Peele. I mean, like, he kind of opened the door for opportunities for, like, Jordan Peele and a lot of the newer age, like, um, black directors that you see. He's That's so weird that you guys aren't super familiar with him. He's such a household name, usually. I see he uh, directs a lot of music videos, too. Man, Michael mm-hmm. Jackson? Yeah. Well, I think that was yeah. the Michael Jackson movie. I even oh, know no, it was Michael a music Jackson video. Movie. I'm tripping. You're right. Uh-uh. Well, I yeah, haven't I really seen that. much of his movies, though. But I've heard of his name before. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, when I think of, like, Spike Lee, I think that, like, he, like, a generation like before us kind of like our parents are familiar with spike lee mm-hmm. like spike lee i would equivalent like spike lee is their jordan peele mm. like everyone knows who jordan peele is he's such like an influential name and like everything and he does so much good stuff and like spike lee is kind of like that he's just uh he's just i mean he's an original like he's so ah i love him he's fantastic 
<laughs> what <laughs> movies do you like by Spike Lee personally? Um, personally, honestly, um, it's Do the Right Thing for me. That's a fantastic movie. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm trying to think who it has in it. Uh, anyone that we know, I'm looking at it right now. Well, Spike Lee makes a cameo in that, but he directed and wrote that. Gritted, like, it's from the 80s, so it's giving, like, a lot of 80s realness. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, like, kind of reminds me of, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, stuff like that, um, with, like, an African base. I don't know. It's super cool. And it's, like, based in, like, um, Brooklyn and just kind of, like, talking about, like, um, bigotry and, like, hate. And I just really like the take that he... Like, I I resonate a lot with the take that he has on these things. And, I mean, you have to think, like, in film, he's using his voice to talk about his experience um, that mm-hmm. wasn't commonly talked about within his, like, demographic. And he got to have a platform to do that. And he's, like, I'm award-winning. He has Oscars. Like, he's absolutely fantastic. Okay. That sounds like We've a good ta- movie. I'm- oh, yeah. what were you saying? Oh, uh, we talked about Wakanda Forever. So how did you guys feel about that film? Like, what did it feel like for you? And what does Chadwick's legacy mean to you guys? Me Um, personally, I think it felt like really good and sad to watch. But it kept you on your toes the whole time. And I like how it had a little darkness to it with the sister. Like, she (laughs) she definitely was on demon time. When Chadwick was was in there, he was not on demon time. I mean, he was a little bit more passive. But his sister... Nah, his sister knew. So no one would get stuff done. You finna kill people. <laughs> she was not afraid to kill people. She was hurt. She was not. She was not. She was ready for that. <laughs> Absolutely. She was ready to kill him. She would have killed him if it wasn't for uh her mama sitting there in her head. This is not yeah, who was, you are. It was her mom that says, are. uh show him your true self. Yeah. And then she, she was, was like, about to. She, she was, was finna about kill to. That movie, it was good, though. Uh, it's on Disney like Plus a, now. Huh? It's on Disney Plus now. Yeah, I just it got is. done watching it. Oh, I had really? to retake on it. Yeah, I had to retouch on it. But I liked, uh, I liked a lot of what was going on in the movie. Like, I like how advanced their technology is. I like how they ended up coming up with a new city underwater that have vibranium, which yeah, that is, that's one of the more believable things of the movie because, like, how she said, oh, vibranium could have been another meteor, and most of the Earth is covered in water. So, like, I don't see why it wouldn't be any in the water. And yeah, I loved Namor. Oh. <laughs> Namor was a dog. He was, he was a cold. dog. I like Namor, too. I, I don't guess, like how I they think made his him. storyline. <laughs> what were you saying? I like his storyline. I think um, you can see a lot of parallels in the way that, like, I mean, it's so common that you see indigenous people seeking refuge and then being colonized and brutally mm-hmm. murdered. And I kind of like the take that he's like, yeah, I don't like that. And I'm not going to be involved in that. And and when I see that, like, I'm going to bring upon rage. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> you said you touched up on more of his uh, backstory um, when you were at the Alamo, could you tell us some of what you found out? Because I don't really know much other than what I've seen in a movie. Yeah. So um, in that like little prequel thing, um, basically, they kind of talk about the comics um, because, I mean, as everyone, which not everyone, but a lot of the diehard Marvel fans do 
tend to like dislike they're like oh you're doing identity like superheroes and stuff like this but in um in the comics it does address that like he's not white and i think his comics are from the 80s or the 70s or something they're pretty like they're they're in there like when the comics were like being made and stuff and so Mm -hmm. it was so cool to like be like oh yeah they were creating characters that were of color from the beginning um and he was i mean he was vicious in that he's he's such an anti-hero that you resonate with is kind of how i like see him as i'm like I understand the anger and the resentment that he has. Like, I can resonate with that. I don't necessarily agree with the way that you want to go about it by killing someone, but like, I understand why, from your experience, that's where you came from. And like, that's the conclusion that you think is best. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I really, I really like him. I think, at least for me, I sobbed the entire movie. I cried. No way. Why? I cried. Oh, I I think about like back in I think it was 2018 um or it was 2016 I think uh when Black Panther came out and I think about how much um like Chadwick meant to me <laughs> like just like just getting to see an actual like I mean like an actual like superhero that like mm-hmm. it was 2018 that like looked like people around me was so incredible I was like oh my gosh. And I was like, and he's not like your stereotypical like ghetto this or this. And he's not True. following these standard like stereotypes. He's handling himself with grace in class and he's like learning. And it was so intricate. And if you, I'm really into the MCU universe. So um, he was actually going to be essentially like they were amping him to be one of the new heads of like the Marvel universe, you know, like how Iron Man and Captain yeah. America are kind of like okay. your main For faces. This new face. He was, yeah, he was going to be one of the main faces for the new phase. So it's super, like, it's so sad to, like, know that he's no longer with us. Rest in peace. So I know, absolutely. Sad how it turned out. I know. Well, and you had to think, he was recording this stuff, and he was going through, like, chemo and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how? Told nobody. Man, yeah. he just died. Like, how? Uh, I can't even, I can't even describe the feeling that I felt when I, like, when I heard that, like, my heart completely dropped. I was like, no, not him. Um, and I mean, they did. Uh, Wakanda Forever actually just uh, broke a record. So Angela Bassett, um, which is yeah. the mom, she uh, is the first, it's the first Marvel movie to get um, a Golden Globe nomination ever in the history. And mm-hmm. she won the Golden Globe for Supporting Actress um, for her performance in Wakanda Forever, which broke records. And it's absolutely fantastic. And if you haven't listened to her speech, you definitely should. It's so impactful. And I cried and I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was so cool. It was such a cool moment. I've also seen that she uh, got nominated for an Academy Award, too, for that role of Wakanda Forever. Yes, she did. Which MCU usually gets um, Oscar nominations for, like, best score. Um, Black Panther was actually the first MCU movie, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone that's listening to this, that got um, the best, best, it got a best picture nomination. Nice. Yeah. What I is, mean, like, do you know, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, do you know the criteria that that covers? Like, what does best picture actually mean? So, how the Academy works is it's basically like, uh, it's like people in like the Writers Guild and the Directors Guild and like, you have to be like, 
an academy member, um, which like, and then you essentially like vote and then they collect the consensus of all the votes and that's how it's decided. Oh, okay. Um, and usually like the, so the Academy is more res- well-respected than the Golden Globes or like the Emmys or anything. Um, it's a pretty big deal to get an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just added like, they, they had to, they have had as much problems as the Golden Globes because the Golden Globes, uh, if you watch this year, I watched this year. Um, last year, basically, like, everyone boycotted it because they had a bunch of, like, just, like, racist shit going on. No. And it's, uh, yeah. Um, and then they had a they had a black host this year, and he was making a lot of jokes about it, and he's a comedian, and he's super funny. <laughs> and so it was and they super were horrible. funny. Yeah. Um, Weren't the jokes horrible and offensive? I think I've seen that on Instagram. Okay, people said else? they were horrible and offensive. I would equivalent them to like they were um they were it was like I didn't think it was offensive. I he was pushing boundaries, so I think he was pushing boundaries. But I'm like I mean like he was just kind of calling them out on their bullshit. He's like, if I'm gonna True. host this, I'm gonna host it and I'm gonna call you out on your bullshit and I'm gonna say what I wanna say. And I'm like, True. Yeah, as you should. I seen that. Yeah, I know. It wasn't well received by a lot of people and like some of it was a little like I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's what we're doing? <laughs> Especially when but he overall. said something about Whitney Houston. <laughs> it was uh, the place of her death. Yeah. Yeah. There was... I don't remember. At that hotel. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. That's awful. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't. Gruesome. I don't really remember that, to be honest. Uh, I didn't really pay attention to that one. Rest in peace. I think he did make a joke about, like, he made a lot of, like, jokes. Like, Cringe, uncomfortable ones. He was making a lot of people uncomfortable. He wasn't being politically correct, which, like, Mm. I don't think you always have to be politically correct. But, like, read the room a little bit. He was pushing boundaries, and he was trying to make people uncomfortable with his humor, which, like... For me, I thought it was funny because I'm like, yeah, make a room full of like snobby white people uncomfortable. <laughs> True. Like, let them know like what reality is because a lot of them just aren't in touch with like everyday people anymore. So I'm like, make them a little uncomfortable. And that's kind of who like I feel like was the most uncomfortable is like elitists. They're like, that's so like not acceptable. You can't do mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, well, you kind of can. <laughs> Are there. We've we've been talking about the Golden Globes, and I guess for me, um, I'm a big fan of Quinta Brunson, and I don't know if you guys know her. Do you guys watch Abbott Elementary at all? Mm-mm. No. Oh, Were man. you ever in a BuzzFeed phase at all on YouTube? No. Oh, I feel gosh. like I've seen some BuzzFeed videos. <laughs> what were you yeah. guys doing? You weren't on YouTube watching BuzzFeed during watching like 2015? <laughs> I was in Boys Town. Fair. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> they took his computer away. They took everything away. He had curfew. <laughs> he could what? Anything past eight o'clock. <laughs> eight o'clock? I'd cry. Well, no, it, was, it, was, it was a different time at Boys Town. I was talking. on straight demon time. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your demon time. You were like, I'm Shuri from Wakanda Forever on my demon time. Literally. That's so funny. Are there any. 
I guess, Black creative that you guys have watched struggle to, like, basically reach their full, like, recognition that they're receiving now? I think for me, like, Quinta Brunson, um, who I watched from BuzzFeed in, like, 2015, now is a showrunner and a writer, and she stars in the show Abbott Elementary, and she's won a Golden Globe for that. She's got Emmy nominations. It's absolutely fantastic. And I think, for me, it's such a cool transformation seeing her go from, like, making YouTube videos for content to now making, like, cable television and winning awards for it. Okay. Uh, Heck yeah. Oh, wait. Were you asking a question on, is there a black creator that that yeah. would think... Yeah. Is there anyone that you've watched kind of, like, make that climb and that rise? That, like Ron James? <laughs> I just saw that, actually, yeah. My man went from the He's chosen on one rookie to all-time score leader in 20 years. And they still yeah. won't call him the GOAT. People I are mean, still bro. trying to say MJ, but are you crazy? I mean, bro. Hmm. What, were you about I mean, say? what were you about to say? I mean. Kick him off the podcast. There's some qualities that you finna call, MJ finna has call that Steven LeBron Smith. don't got. Steven Smith, relax. Bro, I'm just keeping it real with you. No, you crazy. You crazy. No, I'm not. Kobe's better than both of them. So I don't you crazy. Because where he, I mean, I wasn't about to say. What was you going to say? <laughs> what was you going to say? Huh? <laughs> where are you on the score? Where are you on the scoring list? Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say where he at right now. Nah, 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 nah. RP, man. RP Kobe. That was a tragic accident. <laughs> I was like, are you about to say something problematic right now? <laughs> no, no, no. I He's was, number four. And, but who's number one? All right, where's Michael Jordan at? And people are saying he's better than him. And that's why they're tripping. Because who number one? And climbing. But it's not just about points, It's, it's not even the fact that he's done. This man got a whole nother year. He finna play with Bronny. It's not just about points, championship. bro. It's not just about points, bro. Huh? What team does he play it's, for? Who? The Lakers. The Lakers? It's not just about points. What else? What, what, he got, dude, he's an 18-time MVP. A uh, eighteen-time MVP. Time. Say it again. A eighteen-time most valuable player. Yeah. All right. So is, what about when Giannis actually? won? Yeah. Like, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's only won like maybe four times. You cap, bro. Eighteen times. Okay, I'm like, I'm gonna fact check. He has four. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? You, you're right. <laughs> Uh, but he does have uh, apparently two Olympic gold medals. Man, two. Okay. Four, four MVP, two. four final MVP awards, three All-Star MVP awards, and two Olympic gold medals. And he's a billionaire. Where and what is Jordan at? Bro, Jordan been making bread Indian since the finals. 90s. My man don't have a school, but you know who do? LeBron. LeBron. True. Jordan and I are building gel. We're talking sales. about basketball. We're talking huh. about the game of basketball. Uh, not MVP, schools. He is the GOAT. Like, he is we're the talking GOAT. about the game of playing basketball. Okay, if we're looking at the... So I'm looking at their points. Somebody, The sporting news has this um, between Jordan and LeBron. So for points per game, Jordan is at 30.1 and LeBron's at 27.2. Hmm. Um, rebounds, mm. Jordan's at 6.2 and LeBron's at 7.5. Mm. 
assist. Um, Jordan's at 5.3. LeBron's at 7.3. So? Steals. Jordan's at 2.3. And LeBron's at 1.5. They're both at 0.8 for blocks. Uh, Turnovers. uh, LeBron is at 3.5. And Jordan's at 2.7. Dang, LeBron. He's also Um, played longer. Minutes, uh, Jordan's at 38.3, and LeBron's at 38.1. I don't know what these percentages are, but field goal percentage is Jordan's at 49.7, LeBron's at 50.5. Three-point percentage, Jordan's at 32.7, and LeBron's at 34.4. And then free throw, Jordan is at 83.5, and LeBron is at 73.5. Um, technically, LeBron has played more games and made more points, so. True. It looks like and in guess his who career. Got, and guess who still got more NBA titles? Dude, he had Kobe no competition. He had no competition. Kobe and Michael. They had no competition. It was comp back then. You tripping. Bro, it won't be comp today, but it was comp back then. They was weak back then. But the level was still the same. The level of competition was even all around. Nah. Just like how it is now. Nah. Nah. You call that even? Yes. <laughs> I do. Man, you really do sound like Steve Smith. Next thing you know, ain't no wonder why Patrick Mahomes not the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes definitely is the GOAT. I'm not even going to oh, talk yeah? about Aren't this Aren't you right a Chiefs now. fan? Who? Yeah. Who? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's because... That's because he just like feeling sorry for people. Well, I'm happy all the time. What do you mean? So who's Tom winning the Super Bowl? You already know. The Chiefs. Ah, we finna see. My friend lives well, in, um, like, right outside of Philly, so obviously she wants the Eagles to win. Go Chiefs. I'm pretty sure the Eagles might beat the Chiefs. The Eagles <laughs> ain't really play nobody so? this year but the Cowboys. They played the Giants. The Giants was buns. <laughs> yeah, I watched that game. <laughs> buns. And they played a team with no quarterback. Literally. Nobody could throw the ball. I mean, we're going to see this Sunday on who? I'm just there for Rihanna. I'm trying to see if she's really going to put on that work. I'm just watching for Rihanna, so I can also resonate with it. Why hasn't she dropped more music for us, guys? You know, she just said that she's going on tour. Listen, I know Beyonce's going on tour. Are you guys trying to go to Beyonce's tour? Are you guys going to try not it? Not with them prices. No, not with the men. <laughs> not with them prices. We don't have PPP loans. I will watch old videos. Old music Man, videos. just like I did with the Dubai. All right. Bro, you could probably just watch it on, like, TikTok. Like, people just post videos. You'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. She's already tripping. She said, yeah, C is 3K. Well, you smoking. Did hey, you guys you watch the that, Grammys though. at all? <laughs> no. I heard I seen the uh 50 years of hip hop performance. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah, well, cuz <laughs> people were booing Harry Styles for winning album of the year over um Ooh. Beyonce and Ooh. Taylor Swift was clapping for him, which is so funny because I mean, we all remember Kanye and Taylor Swift. Oh no. It's 3 months. <laughs> um I mean, Lizzo won an award that hadn't been won. Um by a black woman since Whitney Houston for record of the year, I believe. 
Okay, Lizzo. For what song? Really didn't win that one. No, she did not. For what song? Party. Um, about damn time is the one that Lizzo won for. Mm. I did a whole recap. Like I looked at all the Grammys because I didn't watch the Grammys. I don't really watch the Grammys anymore. It just kind of bores me. I'm not an award show unless I have to watch it. I heard really good things about this one. That man Uzi. That man is a different animal. Yeah, that's the only reason why I watched it. Okay. Really? Yeah, Uzi's him. I, I, I want his shoes. He's my favorite. <laughs> that's so interesting. You guys are so interesting. I have another so question you. for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, what does it mean to you to know, especially for you, Snooze, because you have a daughter. Um, so what does it mean for you to know that future generations will have um, Black princesses, adaptations to look at, superheroes, stuff like that. I mean, we know that The Little Mermaid is coming out. Um, they just did a 20, I think it was a 30th reunion or something of Beauty and the Beast that had um, a Black Belle leading that as well. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, like, yeah, what does it mean to you to know that, like, future generations will have those kind of representations to look up to? Uh, it feels good, honestly, just knowing that we're taking step-by-step a uh, Close, we're getting closer to equality for real for real and like it really does start with the next generation and them implanting that anybody of any color any skin any way that they look could be a princess especially like i'm not saying my daughter's black but like just when it comes to black women like they really haven't been uplifted throughout our society women of color in general haven't really been uplifted throughout our society and seeing that today it's just really, it's a pretty sight to see. Like, it lets me know that there's a promise for a better future, or at least that we're working towards that. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Mike? How do you feel? Like, are you excited about it? Are you are you against it? <laughs> I mean, me personally, I never really thought about it, just because it's like, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't be watching Disney stuff all that often, and, you know, I don't. I mean, I do when I need to, but like, I was never really like. I mean, Holly Berry kind of fine, but other than that, <laughs> I've never yes. been like, oh yeah, I need to see some black princesses. I typically just kind of, you know, not really, not really trip off of that. I'd be tripping off of you know seeing more black people on TV and more black mm-hmm. models and stuff like that. Not more so of like child representation, only because I'm not a child anymore. So I don't really think of, yeah, like I'm not really watching children's shows, nor am I paying attention to what's going on in the child's life. I'm trying to focus on what these adults doing because they're I the think ones you teaching the start children. Watching more child shows. Nah, man, yeah, I gotta have a better life. Nah, y'all gotta watch Blacklist. That is a I- show. You can Is watch it? Blacklist, and you can still watch the new Mermaid, Little Mermaid that's going to come out, bro. I mean, I'm not right. going to cap. I watch one thing at a time. I haven't watched My Hero in like three weeks because it's a movie. I can only watch one thing at a time. It's a really? movie. Yeah, I, I'm a binge watcher. I will not stop. I wake up, watch it. Go to sleep, watching it. All day, watching it. I do not watch anything. I don't even watch YouTube anymore. I love it's my YouTube videos. It's a movie. I don't watch movies. I'll be in here binge watching Blacklist. Bro, you just told me you were just talking about how you watched the Jujitsu Kaisen movie. No, Adi watched it. I watched <laughs> I it when it you first watched came it out. Too. When you it said first something came out. It. That was almost two years ago. 
It's still a movie you watched, though, right? Almost two years ago. You still watched the movie, though? Yes, I wasn't obviously binge-watching anything else. You you missed that part. Yes, you was. You was <laughs> no, binge-watching wasn't. Dragon Ball Super, bro. I remember this time of the year. You can only watch it. one episode a week. Oh, yeah, I still like, okay. I got nine seasons of Blacklist to get through, and they 45 mm. minutes long, 23 episodes a season. Mm. Mm. So you're watching Blacklist. Yeah, my man's Raymond Reddington is a dog. <laughs> and Snowfall coming out in 13 days, so I'm gonna really be off the grid. What's Snowfall? I'm, boy, it's either you want to be it's a fire. CIA agent or a cocaine dealer, and I'm starting to think <laughs> cocaine dealer might be the move. Okay. It looks like a rough life. Okay, Snowfall. Who's that directed by? You know, I'm gonna look. Snowfall's actually Snowfall. a good show. Yeah, Snowfall's actually a good show. It's a really good show. It'll hook you. You'll be in there really watching it. It's about a... Oh, I can't spoil it, but just watch it. I mean, you can just say, watch tell it. us about it. Yeah, I tell mean, us a little bit about it. So it's about these this black, these two black kids, right? They uh-huh. get involved with selling cocaine. The CIA was plugging them with the cocaine for the low. I'm talking about for cheap. And oh, they shit. were running the cocaine business throughout the streets. They become oh, multi. What are you talking about now? <laughs> yeah, with uh, what is his name? Ugh. I gotta look up. But he's uh, Lori Harvey's new boyfriend. Let me see. Where Rango? Mm-hmm. Franklin Saint. He's a dog. He is a dog. He does so good in that show. I'm not gonna cap. Dude, what do you say? Him, him, her, him, bodies, bodies, bodies. I said, oh man. I ain't seen no I've only seen the first like some of the first season. What? Yeah, I haven't watched it. You have to catch up. Dude, he goes literally insane at one point. (laughs) He's like, him, him, her, him, (laughs) bodies, 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 bodies. He just starts going crazy. I'm like, damn. What's it on? Uh Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. It's on Hulu. Since when I it's, thought it was on like Stars or HBO at first. Honestly, or Showtime. Season six per- is premiering at the end of this month. Yeah. Season six. Yeah. Yeah. Dang! I only watched it when it had two seasons out. Yeah. I'm all the way caught up too. It's My not like lit. it doesn't have that many episodes per season now. It's like ten. They like long. That's I think good. they long though. They're like an hour. Shh. That's fine. But they're still good. Hmm. Maybe I might have to watch this. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Well, it is really good. It looks like one of the creators is John Singleton, um, who passed away in 2019. Um, and he is black. So that's super cool. Yeah, he passed away. Um. But he he wrote and directed Boys in the Hood. Okay, that was actually, that was a fire movie too. I was like, you guys know that one. I know you do. If you didn't, I was going to tell you to get off. Fire, yeah. Yes. Boys in the Hood <laughs> I was going to be like, y'all gotta go. Uh, That's super how does cool. It, how does it make you feel that we are starting to see more uh, color people of color as Disney princess more? Um, honestly, it warms my little heart. I just think a lot of it's like what I feel like as an adult, 
Um, it's like, especially for me, like I didn't grow up with a lot of, um, like my mom is, my mom's white and Mexican and that's kind of the parent that I grew up with. Cause like my mm-hmm. dad died when I was pretty, like when I was in seventh grade. So that's like the parent that I primarily like grew up with. Um, and I wasn't like, and my mom's side of the family is all Mexican. So I wasn't really immersed in like the like blackness when I was growing up. And so mm-hmm. I think about how impactful these shows are for people that like, at least like people that grew up like me where they don't necessarily have their parent that is like black. Um, having that representation and finding ways to resonate with that community and seeing that like there are multiple ways that like people from that community can live their lives and like you can look like this and have any type of life essentially because like i know i know i know that that's like always been a really big struggle with me is i'm like like if we look at even now like you guys have seen a lot of my friends a lot of my friends are white because that's just kind of who i grew up around yeah and so i always like i find it like complex to have like at least growing up and I've gotten better at it now. It's like I'm an adult and stuff, but like having relationships with people who are also black um, has always been kind of like a weird time for me. Cause I was like, Oh, am I black enough to be friends with other black people? Or are they going to think that like, I'm not black enough because I don't do like these like specific things that like a lot of the black people that I was around did. True. And so knowing that like you people will have that representation of like seeing all like different walks of life. I mean, like, going back to like Wakanda Forever they have um featured in a black girl that's in at MIT making really cool tech like that's not the representation that I remember seeing when I was growing up of like what black people could do and could be that is very true and she was young yeah like she was super young and like and I mean you think of like and like she's not growing up in like a super nice place or anything like where like, you know, like you're seeing these people where it's like, oh, well, their family had money or they had this. It's like, no, like she did that. And like she was still able to resonate with like who she was and also resonate like and be like, oh, but I'm super smart and that's cool, too. And I just feel like that wasn't like it was like growing up for me. It was like, oh, if you do if you play sports, but like they don't really care about your intelligence is like the stereotype that was like. I was surrounded with growing up that I was like, oh, they don't care if I'm smart. They just want to know if I'm going to be good at playing sports. That is very true. Which mm. I think is so interesting because you're a software engineer, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did How did, I guess, like, is there something that influenced you to, like, go towards that career path? Uh, the money and the ability to be able to have control over my life and how I spend my time like I just told Mike this quote earlier like I get paid for my service I don't get paid for my time and my job so as long as I finish what I need to do then I'm able to live the lifestyle that I want and do the things that I want to do and then I have the money from that job being able to support the things that I want to do and still have a comfortable life so that's the main reason why I went into it and I know, like, these type of jobs are going to be needed regardless. Like, yeah. with the way that technology has been integrated into our daily lives, like, there's always going to be the need for somebody who knows what they're doing when it comes to this type of stuff. So Absolutely. I, it's just really where the demand was. No, that makes sense. Um, Mike, what do you do at Boys Town? I don't think I actually know this. 
So I am a cybersecurity analyst for Boys Town. I uh, uh, I just look after risk. So I work on the GRC side, government risk and compliance. So I make sure that like the hospital is in compliance with HIPAA. Uh, I make sure that uh, we are PCI compliant. Um, we have privacy in, in place with PII and different patient information and different stuff like that. So, yeah, I just kind of a nerd. Head honcho. Oh wow. You guys both work in like such like cool, intricate fields. I'm, just, I'm not just, I was going to say that. I'm a sales manager at a hotel. Okay. Um, okay. So Man, I just. Do you know how confident you have to be to work in sales? It's, it's, a lot of people say they're like, oh, it's really hard to work in sales. And I'm like, I really like it because I'm not ever selling anyone like, an item i'm not like oh you need this item i'm selling them a property in an experience mm. so you're not in a pyramid like, scheme yeah i know i don't i don't have to be like this chapstick is the best chapstick in the world scam i'm like and she's not one of the no, forex scammers i know literally it gives me i couldn't ever sell an item um because I just, like, I like selling, like, I'm selling a property. I'm like, this is my property. This is what it brings to the table. Um, and there's a bunch of other properties around, but there's none like the one that I work at. Like, the one I work at um, is the Cambria, and it's actually centered at where the old um, railroad tracks used to be in Omaha. Okay. Um, and so we took, when they were building it, it's a new build, so it was built in 2019. Um, when they were building it, they... And digging into the cement, they found old, um, like, wood from the railroad. And they actually, like, put it into our hotel. So, like, where our, like, restaurant is, is in, like, in our lobby, we have the old, like, refurbished wood from the railroad. And it used to be called The Round, which is what we also call our restaurant. So, I think that's such a cool experience. Not that I'm trying to sell you my hotel, but I love that about it, that it's just kind of curated to Omaha. Okay. Yeah, even though like, I'm not a Nebraska haunted. native. <laughs> <laughs> that place it's is probably haunted. haunted. No, oh, it's not. <laughs> you talking about digging up railroad pieces? <laughs> it was just, you know, it probably is haunted. It probably is, Loki. Now that you say that. But, but I haven't happened upon anything. So maybe they're just out of the building when I'm there. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up for this segment here. We are going to be doing a second part that you guys can catch next week. So um, I look forward to that. Where can they find you guys if they wanted to follow you, see what you do? What do you guys do? Outside? You guys both said that you game. So you want to plug some gaming tags for us? You can, you can find me on Twitch at Akuma underscore Stain. Maybe catching dubs and leagues. Go tap in. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Lord Snus. No underscores or anything. Snus spell S N U Z. Perfect. And I'll put both of those tags in our description here for the podcast. Um, and thank you guys for joining me for this. All right. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so fortunate to have this opportunity to provide a platform to have real conversations with friends. Just a reminder that we are voices in the community and not the voice of the community. 
If you're looking for other ways to support us here at TBR Media, check out our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and our YouTube channel, as well as our website. You can also join our Patreon on a variety of different tiers for all types of fun content. That's all for this week, and we'll be back next week for part two of this series. <laughs>